Welcome to the Solomon's Porch Podcast, the podcast from the worship experience of Solomon's Porch at Valdosta First United Methodist Church. We want you to be encouraged and inspired in your faith journey. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving or using heavy machinery, and enjoy. Good morning. Before we get started, boy, we got a smaller crew today. Would you thank our band for leading worship as if they were always standing before thousands of people and before God? Because they do a phenomenal, amazing job leading us into worship. And Justin, join you're shredding it this morning, man. Sounds great. So I thought he had a, a, a steel guitar back there for a minute. It sounded so good. But thank you guys for what you do. Um, so we're in this, this series, Emoji, and we've talked for the last three weeks about um, anger and um, stress, and last week we talked about sadness, and today we've got our fourth emoji there, the crazy one, the crazy one. And like I, I've told you, we, I asked a few weeks ago, or a couple months ago, what are your top emojis that you use, and, and people told me and everything, and these were the top four that came in. And so there's this crazy emoji, and I think of all the emojis, this is the one where you're not really sure what people mean when they use it, because it could mean any number of things. And so as I was looking at preparing this message, this is the one that was actually the most like, where exactly am I going to go? Where, where can I go? And, and this, is, this is what I want to do, because as we've been talking for the last three weeks about anger and about stress and about sadness, each and every time what I have found in developing my sermon is that there's there's the way that we respond in the natural to things like anger and things like stress and things like sadness. And what we've been talking about the last few weeks is, and then there's the way that God desires for us to respond in anger, in sadness, in stress. And so what I thought today, what I wanted to do with this idea of crazy is instead of spending a whole lot of time talking about all the ways that we are crazy in our natural selves, because we could just, that could be a whole series on its own, like a I don't know, an 18-weeker. I don't know. It could, we could go on and on about all the ways in which we can be pretty crazy. What I want to do instead is I just want us to, to look at all the ways in which God desires us. God has equipped us. God has, wants us to be a little bit crazy for him. Wants us to respond to him in a way that's a little bit different than everybody else. And that's what I want us to look at this morning. Um, I want us to see that how important it is for us to be just a, a little bit crazy, a little bit different as followers of Jesus. And, and I thought about this. I had a jump start on being a little bit crazy, a little bit weird, a little bit different, just like from my early, early days. So, Justin, I don't know why you're smiling at me. I mean, you just... <laughs> you're sitting there going, I know, I work with her. Um, but I thought about this, like I, for instance, in high school, I thought about this. Everyone's carrying a, a backpack, right? But you just did the one arm. You didn't do the two, you just did the one arm. And, um, and so I decided that it would be neat to instead carry a Samsonite briefcase. And not just like the square kind, but like the ones that are kind of shaped like doctor's bags, you know, that are narrow at the top. And, and Yeah, that's what I carried around. That's what I did my junior year. Um, Instead of everyone got a letter jacket, right? Instead of getting the letter jacket, I decided that I thought it would be really cool to get the letter sweater, which I'm telling you in 1986 was not popular. 
okay? 56 maybe, 66 maybe, 86 not as popular, but I love it, it's great. I'm, I'm not putting it on because I don't think it'll fit right now, but, um, but so that's what I did. I just be a little bit different, just a little bit weird. If you go, go through my yearbooks, went through them last night again, just to make sure I wasn't lying to you, and you look at what my peers wrote to me, and almost every one. Shannon, you're weird. Shannon, you're crazy. I've loved being in a homeroom with you. You know, just these words of me just being a little bit, just a little bit different. And so I've had this foundation for being this way. And, and so before I go any further, I just have to ask, anyone can relate to this? Anyone a little bit weird, a little bit different? Okay. For the rest of you, I just want to say self-awareness is a wonderful thing. You might want to look into it. But, um, you know, usually like if you, you know, usually a nice grandma will say to you, you know, it's okay to be a little bit different, you know, and then search in her purse for like a butterscotch candy or a root beer barrel or something and give it to you and pat you on the head. And it's okay to be different. And the truth of the matter is it's true. And that's really where I want us to look today. And not just be a little bit different be a little bit crazy so that people will look at you and go, you're a little bit different and you're a little bit crazy. That's not what I mean. But for us to be people who choose to say, I want to be made different because of who Jesus is. I want, I want to be perceived possibly as, excuse me, I want to seek after Jesus so much that it's okay if I am perceived to be just a little bit crazy, a little bit different. And for us to be okay with that. Um, and so I want us to start with this because here's what I think. When, when we're led by the Spirit of God, when we're led by the Spirit of God, it's so much better. It's, it's way better for us to be viewed, I hope, as different because of that. That, that because the Spirit of God is leading us in such a way that we may do things, we may say things, we may respond in certain ways, we may make different decisions than we would in that natural. See, there's this battle constantly going on, folks, between our natural selves and our spiritual selves. It's an ongoing thing we will deal with until we draw our last breath. And so the more we are seeking after the Lord and seeking after the 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 incarnation to, to be real in our lives, the more that that challenge will be there and that we have an opportunity to respond in a way that's maybe a little bit different because of God, because of who Jesus is in our lives, because his Holy Spirit is working in us, not just so that we can be weird, not just so that we can be different. Because the alternative to this, the alternative for being a little bit different for Jesus, the alternative for being a little bit crazy for God is this, and I think we already know it, but I'm just gonna, just gonna say it, the alternative is, it's the status quo. It's, it's, the, it's the fear of what other people say. It is the, it, it's the social pressure to, to live a certain way. It's the social pressure to, to look a certain way. You know, the, you know I, I think about the, the social pressures, that, and that's what's normal of, of someone who's following after Jesus, is to say stuff like, you know, well, you should be married now because... You know, everyone else is married. You know, that, that pressure right there. You know, you, you should have kids by now because everyone else around you is having kids. You know, that you should, you should dress differently because, you know, everyone else. I mean, it's like the same social pressure you dealt with as in school, but it's still very much alive in the world we live in. You know, the, you should have a, a, a different, a better career. You know, there's this pressure, this ongoing pressure. You should, you should have more money. You know, you should have a shinier SUV. 
that you can't parallel park. That's, I've decided my contribution to the world is going to be a start of ministry for skinny women in yoga pants who drive shiny SUVs and cannot parallel park them. That's going to be, my, I'm going to teach them how to parallel park. This is going to be my new ministry. And I think it's just going to, I think it's just going to blow up. It's going to be crazy. I'll start a GoFundMe and you guys can, can help me do that. So um, anyway, I digress. I know I do. Um, here's the deal though. God has instructed us to be different. God has actually instructed us to be a little bit crazy. He has given us permission. In 1 Peter 1.16, God is speaking and this is what it says. You must be holy because I am holy. God says to us to be holy, and this word holy comes from the Greek word hagios. And what this, Greek, this word means is besides, it, yes, it just means literally to be holy, but it also means this, it means to be set apart from everything else. It means to be different than everything else. It means to be recognizably different than all the others. And this is what this word holy means. And so God tells us, you be holy because I'm holy. You be different because I am different. I am not the, the statue made of stone. I am, I am, I am creator of heaven and earth. You know, you be different because I am different. Don't, don't live like the rest. God says, don't, don't do what everyone else is doing because I'm not doing what everyone else is doing. We're called to be like him. And, and here's what I think. If you and I are striving to please God, that he will, in fact, start to set you apart. It will just become evident. And, and if you're doing this, you're going to start to look different. It'll be different. And, and here's what will happen. The, the bottom line is, when that starts to happen, people will look at you and go, you're a little bit crazy. You're, that's just a little bit different. That's just... And, and for those people who have a passion for Christ, hopefully us, for people who really want to please him, we will be different. We will be, we, we are in the process of being set apart. This is what being holy is. And so this is really what I want to narrow in on is this fact that, okay, if God calls us to be holy, if God calls us to be set apart, if God calls us to be different because he is different, then what does that look like? Because we've got the natural and the spiritual battle going on. What does that look like? And, and so I want us to recognize that, and, and, I, and I, this could probably be an exhaustive list, but, but in a more general term, I think that we will consistently, for the rest of our lives, deal with two kind of pressures because we want to live a life that honors God, so we're being set apart, so we're different, and one of the pressures I think we're going to deal with all the time, I deal with it, is more of an inward pressure. An inward pressure to go, this is different. This is different. What, what will people think? How will people respond? Because this is different. I'm making this decision based on who I am in God, who I am through Jesus Christ, who I am through the Holy Spirit's leading in my life. I'm making these decisions, and what are other people going to think? Because it might, be, it might be really different. It might be so, so you know, not noticeable and no one says anything, but, but there's an inward pressure. And, and I think it's real. I think it's a human thing. I don't think it makes us weak or, or you know, anything like that. I, I think it's a very real thing. Because we, because we don't want other people to think we're just, you know, 
crazy, crazy, right? I mean, who wants that label, right? You know, we don't want people, we want people to like us. We want people, when they see us walking, to continue to walk towards us and not turn around and walk the other way. You know, we, we don't want people to think less of us. We don't think, you know, we don't mind blending in a little bit. We don't mind approval from other people. And script, Scripture actually addresses this problem very clearly in Proverbs 29, 25. So if you feel a sense of inward pressure sometimes in regard to being obedient to the Lord... I want you to hear this out of Proverbs 29:25. Fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. Fearing people is a dangerous trap. In the NIV it says a snare. It's it's a trap laid for you to catch you in and hold you tight. It's a dangerous trap. But, but God will lead you to do something that others are, are going to think is kind of crazy. So, so fearing people, it's, it's just going to be dangerous. It's, it, it, it's something that we should not, even though it might be present, we shouldn't allow it to control us or to keep us from being obedient to the Lord. And I thought about this, and, I, and these aren't necessarily things that Drew and I do as, as husband and wife or as parents to Mallory, as a family um, but I know people who have. I've known people who have said, you know what, we're not going to buy Christmas presents this year. And instead, we're going we're gonna to support a missionary. You know, we're going to take all the money we were going to spend on Christmas presents, and we're going to support a missionary, and it's going to make a huge difference. Or, or we're going to spend all of our Christmas money on, you know, Operation Christmas, uh, the shoebox ministry. You know, we're going to... We're going to do, you know, in a few weeks, we're going to do our caring Christmas ornaments where we partner with our Hispanic community and we help bless them. And we're just going to do that instead. We're going to, and this is what some people I know have done. And, 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 and I know because they've talked to me about it or different things. And, and they've said there's an inward pressure. What will people think? Oh, no, I didn't buy, you know, little Johnny a present my little Johnny a present, so I could buy Pedro a present instead, and so now, what will people think? What will my in-laws think? And there's an inward pressure. It's very real. It's there. You know, there's people who have said, you know what, we're, we're cutting cable. We're cutting the dish service. And oh no, what's going to happen if we don't have Nick Jr.? But we felt like all of our time was, you know, focusing in on a glowing tube we don't do tubes anymore, a glowing flat screen, and, and we're just like zombies, like zoning in, and we decided as a family, we're not going to do that anymore. Oh no, what will people think? There's, and sometimes in regard to us being obedient to how God wants us to respond to him, you know, and he's saying, live holy, be holy because I'm holy, and you start to go, what does that mean, God? And he starts to show you, and you decide to respond to what he's showing you, some people are going to think you're a little bit crazy natural, spiritual. Fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. And I'm certain of this, that there is at least one person here today, and I know it because I'm on the stage, so I'm one, who we either are not doing right now or we failed to do in the past, we're not doing something that we know in our gut God has called us to do because we're afraid of what people think. That inward pressure. Being obsessed with what people think about you is the quickest way to forget what God thinks about you. Being obsessed with what people think about you is the quickest way to forget 
what God thinks about you. You know, I love we just saying, you know, it's who I am. God, you love me. That's who I am. That's who I am. That's what's important. It's who he is and who I am in him. That's what's important. It's who he is and who you are in him. That's what's important. It's a dangerous trap. And so we have this inward pressure, this need to please. And then there is, if we're talking about the inward pressure, there's the outward pressure. You know, sometimes it's just the fear of what people think. And then there is the, oh my goodness, I'm actually hearing what people think. And it's criticism. It's the outward pressure of people saying, what are you doing? What, what, why are you doing this? There's the, this criticism. And listen, when normal people criticize you for being a little bit different, a little bit crazy for Jesus, it should be, well, it shouldn't be surprising. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised when you are in this, this ongoing battle of, of natural and spiritual and you're, you're heeding the word of God and you're hearing be holy because I'm holy. And you're living this out and you're making decisions and choices and people are going, that's weird. You're crazy. Just don't be surprised with the fact. You know, it, it, and it, there's just criticism and I don't know if you would be surprised at all to know that I have been criticized for lots of things. I've been criticized for being a woman in ministry. Now, I can't do anything about the woman part, so I guess then the alternative would be to get out of ministry. I've been criticized because um, my husband is younger than me. Um, too bad. I think it's pretty awesome. Um, I- I've been criticized because um, uh, I'm extremely casual. <laughs> I've been criticized because I don't um, accept the invitations that I, that I get once or twice a year, to be involved in, in um, clubs or organizations. Because I just, I don't, I don't want to. I, I, don't, I, have, I have limited time and energy and passion, and I, and I know where I want to put it. You know, I, I've, did I mention that I've been criticized for being a woman in ministry? Um, I've been criticized for not being from Georgia. From someone's mouth to my ear. I've been criticized for, for not being traditional. I've been criticized for not being uh, more political. I've been criticized for being too transparent. If you were here last week, I guess you know what I'm talking about. Um, I've, been, I've been criticized for not being social enough. <laughs> um, and then that woman thing uh, comes up every now and then. And these are just some of the criticisms that have actually been said to me. Can you imagine the ones that didn't get to my ear. Um, And so, have you ever noticed that when people don't understand something, often their first instinct is to criticize? I mean, I'm guilty of it too, I know. But have you ever noticed that, that when someone doesn't get it, often the first instinct is to be critical of it, is just, just to cut it? You know, we do it with politics, we do it with religion, we do it with, um, with leadership and organizations. You know, we, we don't understand something, so we immediately criticize. You know, we do this. We, you know, I think uh, teachers and, and coaches, you know, when, when parents don't get why you did something or said something, and, and suddenly, instead of trying to understand it, it's just criticize. You know, it, it happens. You know, bosses get it with their employees. 
You know, it, it, when people don't get it, often our, our instinct is just to criticize. And the same is true, so we just take that. Why would it be any different in regard to our faith? Why would it be any different in regard to how we're living out our faith? And there's going to be times when the way you choose to respond to who God is in your life, what he has done in your life because of Jesus, and how you are heeding the Holy Spirit's leading in your life, people are going to go, I don't get it. And in the natural, their first instinct is going to be to criticize. We should not be surprised by this. And so when you and I make a decision to live differently, criticism will come. There will be that outward pressure, and, and it will be present. And here's the deal. And I know maybe it's because of the position as God has put me in. I've had to grow into this reality uh, more than maybe some others would. But I actually, I don't mind it at all. I actually kind of draw, as crazy as it sounds, a little bit of comfort in being criticized. And let me explain to you why I say that. Because when people think I'm just a little bit weird or a little bit different when it comes to ministry, when it comes to our church, when it comes to living out a life of faith, I don't mind being criticized by that at all because I don't want to live like everybody else. I don't want any aspect of my relationship with God to be cookie cutter. I don't want to roll out of an assembly line. I, 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 don't, I, don't think, I don't think that is um, authentic. You know, so I kind of draw comfort when someone might criticize our church. Not, I'm not talking Solomon's Porch, I'm talking about First United Methodist Church for the way in which we have said we want to uh, reach out to all, all kinds of folks. Not just people that dress a certain way or like a certain kind of music or a certain age group or certain socioeconomic class, blah, 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 blah. I like it when we draw criticism for being different because I think it means that we are trying to be obedient to who God is. So I, I, I know it makes me weird to know that because here's what I would say. We shouldn't worry when people criticize us for being a little bit different, a little bit crazy for Jesus. You know when we should worry? When nobody's criticizing us. That's really the red flag. That really should be the warning sign, is if no one is criticizing you for the way in which you are living out your faith, you might want to do an assessment. Have I, have I just been falling into li in line? Have I just been assuming that, that this is, you know, because we live in America and we live in a Christian society and we live in the Bible Belt, you know, all these things we can assume, this is, this is whatever, this is how we live out our faith. Listen, if no one is criticizing you, if you're not feeling that inward pressure, if you're not feeling that and hearing the outward pressure, maybe you should assess how you're living out your faith. Matthew 5, 11 and 12 says this, God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you. I mean, we really have no idea. When I use the word criticism, we have no clue what persecution means. We don't. I'll just say that outright before I read the rest of this passage because it, it, it's talking about physical persecution. It's talking about big, big stuff. And I'm just talking about criticism. Let me read the rest of the passage. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things about you because you are my followers. So there's the criticism. Verse 12, be happy about it. 
Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. Jesus says to be happy about criticism. Jesus says to be glad about people saying, what's wrong with you? You're, you're a nut. You're crazy. And so I will say this, and I say it with, with, with sincerity. I'm not saying this to be, to be silly. I pray that you're criticized. Please stop praying that, Shannon. But no, I'm, I really, I pray that each and every one of us are criticized because of our faith. I, I pray that we're criticized for the way we live out our faith. I pray we're criticized that people don't understand. I pray that we are different. 1 Thessalonians 2, 4 says this. For we speak as messengers approved by God to be entrusted with the good news. Hear this part. Our purpose is to please God, not people. Our purpose is to please God, not people. He alone examines the motives of our heart. See, I, I think I said it at the outset, but just to be clear, we don't, we're not crazy just for crazy sake. We're not different just for different sake. No, it is because of who God is in us that he has called us to live and respond and worship and, and walk out our faith in a different way. And because of that, people are going to go, the head, the head tilt. Our purpose is to please God, not people. So I just, if I had to sum it up, I would say let's just be crazy. Let, let's just choose to be crazy, not for ourselves, but for who God is in our lives. Let's choose that. Let's, let's choose that. And so that maybe after we talk with somebody or they watch us and we walk away, that they text one of their friends and they put our name and then a whole bunch of those emojis. I think Shannon's a little, whatever. It's okay. You know, starting, starting next week, we're, we're starting our November series. And we're going to be, uh, the, the theme of, of November is, is hashtag live thank you. And we started that, that idea last uh, November. And we just kind of did this one day, surprised everyone who came in worship, and we sent people out and did some awesome stuff. Well, we're taking that idea, and we want to spread it out all over November. And so... Well, there's going to be a lot of opportunities coming your way as individuals, as, as couples, as families, as groups to, to do things in such a way that people might look at you if you choose to participate in this in the next month and go, well, that sure is different. I, I sure didn't expect that. And, and we don't do it so they look at us and go, oh, yay, First United Methodist Church. But so they actually look at the God we serve, the God we worship. I threw a bunch of thoughts at you today. And, and, and I don't normally do this, but I just, I want to recap some of the main points. Because I think for each and every one of us, they might sit on us a little bit differently. And so I just want to read some of these main points again before I close in prayer. Becoming obsessed with what people think about you is the quickest way to forget what God thinks about you. Scripture says, fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. 
When you follow Christ, you will be different. You will be holy. You will be set apart. And you will be persecuted. Don't worry when you're persecuted for righteousness sake. Worry when you're not. Don't worry when people call you crazy. Worry when they're not. And lastly, find comfort when people call you crazy because what is considered normal in the world is really it's shallow, hollow, and it's powerless in the kingdom of God. So let's just get crazy. Let's pray together. Father, for your sake and your alone, I pray that we are set apart. I pray that we are viewed as different. I pray that if people want to call us crazy, then so be it. Not for our sake, not for our church's sake. Lord, for the sake of your kingdom, for the sake of your name, so that people will see something within us that is so different than everything else. That we respond, that we, that we plan, that, that we love, that we work, that everything that we do is so different than the way they've seen it in every other capacity, God, that they have to notice. And in that noticing, God, the people have the opportunity to come to know you. So, Lord, in our being crazy, Lord, in our, my prayer of us all being criticized for, for how much we're responding to you and, and living holy like you call us to, God, that we would be prepared then to walk alongside of people who want to know more, who want to know more about the craziness, who want to know more about this, this holy life that you call us into. That we're not just a flashing billboard, but we're actually a, a warm hand, a hug, a conversation. We are your presence in the lives of people who realize that you offer something different. Lord, I, I pray against that pressure that either we put on ourselves or that we, is very real from the outside that it wouldn't be so much that we would give in. But we would instead choose to be holy, like you are holy. In the name of Jesus, I pray these things. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Solomon's Porch Podcast. We hope you heard some good practical news in this episode that you can apply to your life. If you'd like, we'd love for you to review our podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. You can also support our ministry by going to theporchvaldosta.com slash give. Until next time, stay classy, listening friends.